The tournament is in full swing and the action hasn't disappointed. And by the way, since this is an LA-centric basketball show, kudos to USC and UCLA for making the Elite Eight. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's just that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook has 100 to 1 odds on select fighters for this weekend's USC 260 match. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, that's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. That's 1-800-9-W-I-T-H-I-T. Go to DraftKings.com sportsbook and place your bets today. Your Rex in the Frank, in the Frank, in full effect. What's up, what's up, what's up, L.A.? Welcome to L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I am your host, L.A. Ray. And in this episode, I want to speak about the trade deadline that happened this past Thursday. And then also some buyout situations that have developed since that time. And how this has affected both the Lakers and the Clippers of course, the Clippers traded for Rajan Rondo and the Lakers picked up Andre Drummond at, at right after Cleveland bought him out and Drummond cleared waivers and he ends up on the LA Lakers, which is probably one of the worst kept secrets in the last month. want to start off with the Clippers first here. And the Rondo edition and how this is going to affect the Clippers. First of all, the Clippers have won five straight games 
or basically six out of their last seven games. The only loss was against Dallas in that second of back-to-back games against Dallas. Uh, since then, they have won five straight games. The most recent game was Saturday against Philadelphia, a 122-112 to victory over the 76ers. Of course, the 76ers are still without Joel Embiid, but that doesn't uh, diminish this uh, victory in any kind of way. Philadelphia is still a good basketball team, very, very good basketball players. They still have Ben Simmons. They have Tobias Harris, who, by the way, scored 29 points, had a great game, 13 out of 19 from the field, 29 points, seven rebounds, six assists. He played very well in that game. Ben Simmons, who, as you all know, I'm not a huge fan of because this guy just refuses to shoot the ball from outside, and people think he's a superstar. I tend to disagree there, but he's still a very, very good player. Six out of 10 from the field for 15 points. And um, other than that, uh, the the rest of the 76ers, um, they they played okay. They played okay. Uh, But there wasn't enough to beat the Clippers. And in that particular game, uh, Kawhi Leonard had a very, very good game, 9 out of 17 for 28 points. He was 9 out of 11 from the uh, free throw line. You typically see... Kawhi Leonard practicing free throws uh, before the game starts. He he shoots a bunch of free throws, and it really, really pays off for him. He also shoots a lot of three-point shots. Now, in this particular game, he was only one of five. But, you know, Kawhi Leonard is not necessarily viewed as a three-point assassin, so to speak. But uh, he was only one of five from three in this particular game. But 28 points overall, four rebounds, four assists, three steals, That's the typical stat line that you're going to get from Kawhi Leonard in most games. Paul George, the other superstar, 8 out of 18 from the field. He was only 1 of 5 from uh, three-piece land as well. 7 of 7 from the line, 24 points. Had a pretty good game, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. Now, that's what I want to focus on there, those 9 assists. Again, he typically leads the Clippers in assists almost every game but that doesn't necessarily mean that Paul George should be running the point guard for the Clippers there's a lot of games that that uh, Paul George sort of disappears in I don't know if it's fatigue too much on his plate he's asked to uh, run the point set up teammates for shots go in a low block post up other players shoot from three drive to the lane Play defense, I mean, he's asked to do it all. Someone has to take the point guard duties or distributing to other players off of his plate and enter Rajan Rondo. Uh, Before I talk about Rondo, Terrence Mann also in this game had a very, very good game. 29 minutes, 10 out of 12 from the field, 23 points. This kid here is, I'm not going to say he's a rising star, but he's starting to gain a whole lot more confidence in his play. And without Lou Williams there now, he's going to get more, he's going to get more time. Most of those minutes that Lou Williams would get, was getting is going to go to Terrence Mann. It's definitely not going to go to Luke Kennard. I, I'll do my uh, Luke Kennard uh, spiel. Might as well do it right now. I mean, he only plays seven minutes, one of four from the field, three points. Okay. Again, Clippers fans. 
don't 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 get too excited about Luke Kennard. You know, he had those couple of games, one against Atlanta when they were down by 22 points, and they came back and won. Luke Kennard made all of his shots. It was still garbage time. That's the only time Luke Kennard comes in and plays. When it's um, uh, close down the stretch and, you know, a game that the, the Clippers say must win or something like that, you're not going to see Luke Kennard uh, down the stretch in these games. I just I just don't see it. So enter Rajon Rondo. And on Twitter, I see a lot of posts coming through wondering whether or not he's going to start. I don't see where that's even a question at all. You don't bring Rondo in to this lineup to bring him off the bench and run with the second team. The key to this whole trade was to relieve Paul George of some of those duties of being a distributor and put it in the hands of someone that is actually a a distributor and a playmaker. We're not looking for Rondo to come in and shoot a bunch of three-point shots. That's not his forte. We all know that. He is a distributor. He is a floor general. His job is going to be to get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard easier opportunities. Now, imagine their output. I'm speaking of uh, Leonard and George now. Imagine their output uh, if they can get even easier shots than what they're getting now and you know what their output would be. That's what Rondo is going to give them. Reggie Jackson, again, he's he's sort of like a roller coaster. It's not too much consistency there. In a game against Philadelphia, he played okay, five of seven from the field. He scored 12 points, and, um, you know, he only had three assists, but he's your designated point guard. Uh, when Pat Bev comes back, of course, he's going to uh, reduce the amount of minutes that Reggie Jackson's getting right now. But Pat Bev also, again, I know I sound like a broken record. He is not a distributor. He is not a facilitator. He is not a floor general. He is a defensive guru. I give him that all day long. The dude is a bulldog. So what you do is you start Rondo. uh, You put him in the starting lineup. You bring Pat Bev off the bench and run him with the second team. And then you still have Reggie Jackson for spot duty in these games. Not, I'm not saying that Reggie Jackson is just not going to get any playing time. He's not going to end up being Luke Kennard. Reggie Jackson's still going to get some playing time, of course. But you put him in in different situations, depending on who they're playing, uh, who they're going up against, individual players and things like that, if someone gets in foul trouble. So Reggie Jackson will still be a valuable piece to this team, but his minutes real, will decrease when Rondo comes on board. So again, Rondo, I would be very, very surprised once Rondo gets in there, has a couple of practices or whatever, if he's not running with the first team. I would be very, very shocked if that were the case. But that's why they pay uh, Coach Lou uh, all that loot to make those decisions. And um, it, it will boil down to uh, his, his uh, taste of what he wants in a point guard of what he wants his point guard to do. I mean, Ty Lue was a point guard himself. So he knows. He knows what he needs out there. Um, Marcus Morris Sr., uh, this may benefit him as well. With a guy like Rondo running with the first team against Philadelphia, he was 5 out of 11, 3 of 5 from three-piece land for 13 points. He'll get a lot more spot-up threes with Rondo on that court. Rondo is a very, very smart basketball player. He'll probably make a good coach 
one day. His basketball IQ is up there, you know, with guys like LeBron James. Um, I, I mean that. It's, it's basketball IQ I'm speaking of. Rondos is right up there. He knows how to play this game. And I think the Clippers made a wise decision in bringing him on. And that's only going to propel them, in my opinion, to the Western Conference Finals. Barring any injury to any of their major players on this team, the L.A. Clippers, with the addition of Rondo, will make the Western Conference Finals. And, of course, you know who they're going to meet up against. And that, of course, is the L.A. Lakers. And uh, I will be talking about them later with their acquisition of Drummond. So look for the Clippers down the line to just keep on winning. Right now they're 31 and 16. They'll, you know, they'll they'll uh, stub their toe in a few of these games, I'm sure. But um, they'll uh, they'll end up being a a two seed, maybe three at the at the at the at the very least, in my opinion. Uh, the next couple of games coming up. They have uh, against Milwaukee on Monday, and uh, they have Orlando again. That should be an easy win. Now, they do have Denver coming up. And then on Sunday, April the 4th, they play the Lakers in prime time on ABC. Cannot wait for that game to come along so I can uh, look at the Twitter posts and all the trolling that's going to go home between the Clippers and the Lakers fans. So looking forward to that. And then they have uh, Portland and Phoenix and Houston and so on and so forth down um, in the next week or so. So Clippers fans, I think you should be rejoicing right now with the acquisition of Rajan Rondo. And uh, he will be a player, again, barring injury, that will propel the Clippers to where they want to go. And that is the Western conference finals in my next segment uh before i talk about the lakers i have to talk about the brooklyn nets and my disdain for these guys So before I get on the Brooklyn Nets, let, let me back that last statement up that I just made where I have disdain for those guys as if it's the players. Really don't mean the players. Okay, James Harden, um, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, you know, now they have Blake Griffin. And what really irritated me is when they picked up LaMarcus Aldridge. Now you're, you're talking about stacking the deck. I mean, my goodness. So my disdain is not necessarily for the players themselves. It's the organization of the Brooklyn Nets. You know, it's just almost like you know, I just dole out some money and just buy it buy myself a championship without developing your your own players and things like that. However, that's why I chose that uh, one clip, that song, My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. One of the uh, the, the, the best songs of his of that era. Uh, when that song came out, My Prerogative. And this is the Brooklyn Nets' prerogative. They are playing within the rules. And the other team can play within the same rules. You know, they they um, manipulated their salary or their salary cap situation to be able to do what they're doing. So I really can't fault them for that. I don't necessarily have to like it. 
but you really can't fault them for it. It's their prerogative to do what they want to do within the rules, and that's what they have done. But there's a lot of NBA fans now that really, really don't like the Brooklyn Nets and hoping that they lose. I must admit, I'm probably one of those people. Now, you know, if they come out of the East, that's fine. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. As long as they meet up against one of our L.A. teams, either the clip joint or the late show, and then one of those two teams just beats the crap out of Brooklyn. That's what I'm hoping to happen. So I'm actually hoping that the Brooklyn Nets make it all the way to the championship and then lose to one of the L.A. teams. Now, as far as the Brooklyn Nets are concerned, you know, Blake Griffin, uh, one of those games in the last couple of days or something, he got an alley-oop dunk from uh, James Harden, who, by the way, is probably your MVP of the league. And again, you guys know me, not a James Harden fan, but I'm not crazy. He's one of the top two or three players right now in the game. No doubt about that. But Blake Griffin got his first dunk in two years. You know, for the last couple of years playing for the Pistons, this dude didn't even have a dunk, period. If you guys don't believe that, look it up. Two years. You know, does that mean that he was just playing crappy? Does that mean that the Detroit Pistons don't have a point guard that can throw him an alley-oop? You know, Blake Griffin never got a, in two years, like a breakaway dunk or something like that. Or, or or was Blake Griffin just dogging it, just dogging it? You know, maybe he, he wanted to get away from the Detroit Pistons for the last two years. And, you know, he's still he's still not the guy that's going to jump over the Kia automobiles and things like that. But since he's been with Brooklyn, it looks like he has a little extra spring in his legs uh, that you did not see in Detroit. So and uh, and when they played Detroit, um, they got into a little scuffle. Uh, Blake Griffin and a couple of the Pistons players, you know, maybe there's some animosity there or something like that. But in any event, he's now on the Brooklyn Nets and he has a chance to win a championship that he was never, never able to do when he was with the Clippers. Uh, also, now you have LaMarcus Aldridge, who, in my opinion, both of those guys play pretty much the same way. Again, because Blake Griffin doesn't have that, those explosive hops anymore. Marcus Aldridge is not an explosive guy around the basket himself. But, you know, he has that 15, 17-foot jump shot that he can do, uh, like around a uh, three-point line or around the elbow or something like that. But, I mean, do the Brooklyn Nets really, really need that? You know, are you going to play all five of those guys at one time? You know, who's going to demand the basketball? It may come back to haunt them. You know, unless you have both Blake and – uh, LaMarcus Aldridge coming off the bench, you know, that's a possibility. And to see how that works, but you're not going to have all five of those guys on the floor at the same time. You're not going to have a Durant, Kyrie, and a Harden, and a Griffin, and LaMarcus Aldridge all on the floor at the same time. That I do not see, but it remains to be seen. So Brooklyn, Brooklyn fans, you know, rejoice in your acquisitions again. They did all of this, um, you know, in the in the purview of the rules. You know, it's their prerogative, like Bobby Brown says, their prerogative to do what they feel that they need to do as an organization to win themselves a championship. But I tell you what, you have all these guys on your team now, you at least better come out of the East. Okay, you will be considered the biggest chokers ever if you end up losing to Philadelphia once uh, Joel and B comes back. But you get by Philadelphia – 
And even if you get to the NBA Finals against the Lakers or the Clippers, either one, and you lose to one of those L.A. teams, you're still going to be considered one of the biggest chokers in the history of the NBA with all of these quote-unquote superstars or former superstars that you have on your team. So Brooklyn, the, the, the dart board is on your back. And people are going to be throwing darts at you. There's going to be pressure on you. James Harden, who is really not a playoff performer, you know, in his his career, not a big-time performer anyway, you know, see what you can do. I mean, he's dropping 44 points, you know, 10, 10 12 rebounds, 15 assists. He had last week against someone. I can't remember who they were playing, but he was just killing them. And are you going to carry that over to the playoffs? Don't know. Don't know. I know what Kevin Durant can do in the playoffs if healthy. And that's another thing. You know, Kevin Durant, you know, who who knows what's going on with him and that injury. And then Kyrie, you know, with him, it's not an injury, but he's sort of like incognito, in and out of the lineup sometimes for personal reasons and things like that. Hopefully everything is okay with him and his family. But, you know, when it comes to playoff time, are you going to have Kyrie all the time? You know, is it just going to be James Harden, the James Harden show? Who knows? Who knows? It's going to be interesting to see. So with that, I'm going to go on to my next segment and the last segment and talk about the acquisition of Mr. Andre Drummond to the L.A. Lakers and how that's going to affect the Lakers' chances of winning a championship. A little Jam Master J, Run DMC, one of my favorite, favorite, all-time favorite rap groups from back in the day. Jam Master J, the best DJ in the U.S. of A, baby. So the L.A. Lakers, Andre Drummond. That has to have been the worst kept secret in the NBA. And most NBA pundits, all of your your agent was Narosky and some of these other guys, uh, Stephen A. Smith and all these guys that's on television uh, pretty much knew that this was the destination for Andre Drummond. And it could not, of course, come at a better time as the Lakers have been struggling, of course, since the injury to uh, LeBron James. Now, they have won their last two games, but, you know, I will say that was against Cleveland. Uh, who just lost Andre Drummond. He wasn't playing with them anyway. They kept him out until the buyout occurred or a trade. A trade wasn't going to happen. It had to have been a buyout. And then they also beat the uh, Orlando Magic on Sunday. Uh, against Cleveland, they beat them 186, led by Trez Harrell. There's that name again, 24 points, 10 rebounds. What can you say? The guy that seems like everybody wanted to trade to get rid of, they said he wasn't this, he wasn't that, he was too small, he couldn't handle the bigs, he couldn't handle the shorter players and guard them. Every time you look at the box score, especially now that James is not available, you see him leading the team in scoring, as he did with Cleveland. And Orlando Magic, they they threw in a towel, they traded Vucevic, they traded uh, most of their uh, – Good players. Uh, Gordon is not there anymore. So they're tanking it. But the Lakers, you know, they beat them 96-93. That particular game led by Dennis Schroeder, 24 points, 
and uh, Kyle Kuzma, who typically leads the team in rebounding, uh, did in this particular game. He had 11 rebounds in this game. So now, where do the Lakers go from here? There's no doubt about who's going to start in this scenario. Unlike the Clippers, where some fans still think that Pat Bev should be the starter, and you bring Rondo off the bench, or, God forbid, Reggie Jackson being a starter. You're not going to do that. Nothing against Reggie Jackson, but no, you're not starting him over Rondo. So Pat Bev or Rondo. So there's some debate going on there. In this scenario with the Lakers, there's absolutely no debate. You're not going to have a 15-15 guy coming off the bench behind Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol was given every opportunity this year to prove his worth, and he's just not been playing uh, as well as the Lakers and many of uh, us fans thought. Now, that doesn't mean that he can't be a valuable piece of the puzzle down the stretch. Someone has to back up Andre Drummond during the game. You know, Andre Drummond's not going to play 40 minutes. So that's where Mark Gasol comes in. In this game against Orlando, for example, he played 20 minutes. He was only 2 of 7 from the field, 1 of 5 from three-piece land. Not sure why he took five three-pointers. He's not a like a three-point threat. Uh, he was minus 11 while he was on the court. He scored only seven points. So uh, he just hasn't been playing well this year. They, they have not gotten the return on the investment. But again, that does not mean that he cannot be a valuable piece to this puzzle down the stretch. Um, so he'll be coming off the bench. Andre Drummond, again, 15 to 15. 15 points, 15 rebounds every game. And on occasion, you will see a 20-20 game. 20, over 20 points, 20 rebounds. You see that from this guy. I mean, offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds. He does it all. He, he's never been like the uh, typical uh, center post player where you just, you know, you call plays for him down low, you know, dump it into him, and he does some sort of jump hook or a sky hook or a turnaround jump or anything like that. Andre Drummond gets a lot of his points by putbacks, you know, flat-out hustling. He can run the court to be such a big guy. He gets a lot of steals to be such a big guy. So he gets a lot of his points uh, in the paint. You know, if you get it to him down low enough, you know, low enough in that block, he can do some damage offensively. And, um, you know, that 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 shows with the 15-point average that he gives you. So he is definitely just like Rondo with the Clippers. And once James and AD gets back. Now, again, all of this is predicated on health. Of course, if you just have Andre Drummond and LeBron James is not back and AD is not 100 percent, then the Lakers are not going to win a championship. We all know that. But if those two guys come back healthy, relatively healthy, and now you have Drummond on top of that, the Lakers would be in the Western Conference Finals, period. Period. It'll be them and the Clippers. They'll have the two best teams. Utah won't be able to handle that. Phoenix definitely won't be able to handle that. Phoenix is playing well, but, you know, Who's going to trust Phoenix in the playoffs? You know, they haven't been there that much. So it'll be the Lakers and the Clippers. You got Montrez Harold playing with all kinds of confidence. Uh, again, against Orlando, he didn't lead the team in scoring this particular time, but he still scored 18 points, 8 out of 13 from the field, 11 rebounds, you know, plus 14 in the plus minus column. The dude is just balling, man. Dude is balling. I don't, I don't, I don't see where the issue is with with Harrell, and uh, you have Keith Morris. 
he scored 12 points in this game, five, five out of 11 from the field, played okay. Kuzma scored 21 points. Kuzma's minutes have gone up dramatically since the absence of LeBron James, of course. Eight out of 20 from the field. He's shooting a whole lot more. Didn't have a good three-point shooting day, only five out of 15. But Kuzma's not scared to put that ball up, unlike Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers, who treats the three-point shot like the Black Plague. But I digress. Uh, Kuzma had 11 rebounds and uh, four assists for 21 points in that game. And again, Dennis Schroeder led them in scoring against Orlando, 7 out of 14, which was a very, very good sign for him. Uh, 9 out of 10 free throws, 24 points. So Andre Drummond added to this team. That will propel the Lakers to the Western Conference Finals, again, uh, barring any uh, significant injuries down the stretch for the L.A. Lakers. Uh, Wes Matthews continues to baffle me. 16 minutes, only one out of five from the field. One out of four from three-piece land, three points. Caruso, since he came back from his concussion, hasn't been the same guy, but uh, I have a, a whole lot more faith in Caruso than I do Wes Matthews. 21 minutes, only one of five. He only had three points. Taylor Horton Tucker, he's still that proverbial roller coaster, up, down, up, down, up, down. In this game, he only scored four points. But, again, this kid's only 20 years old, so there's still a lot of developing to go there. The concern that the Lakers have, again, is KCP. 30 minutes played. He only shot the ball four times. I mean, it, he's getting gun shy. Where is this coming from? Only one out of four from the field. 0 for 3 from three-piece land. He scored four points. You know, minus five in the plus-minus column. What is going on with KCP? I, I don't get it. It's not health. He doesn't look like he's injured or anything like that. So now it looks like the, the, the guy is gun shy. You, you play only 30 minutes and you're a shooting guard and you only shoot the ball four times. You know, I know Kuzma had 20 shots and a, a shooter had uh, 14 shots. You know, that's okay. You can still get yours up there. Uh, only four shots and only made one. They need much more production out of him. That's all there is to it for, uh, in order for the Lakers to win an NBA championship. They're going to need more from KCP. But again, as far as the drumming situation, very, very nice pickup by the Lakers. And um, it's, 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 to me, is what they needed. You know, now they have that presence in the paint that uh, that they've been missing since uh, Dwight Howard and uh, JaVale McGee left. So now they've got that back. You've got you a, a, a nice backup in Mark Gasol. He can come in and spell drumming on occasion. And I think the Lakers would be primed for the Western Conference Finals. So... Laker fans, late show, Laker Nation, look out. Andre Drummond is coming to town. Dude got some game, man. You know, he, uh, you know, you guys know I'm from originally from Detroit, so I saw, I saw a whole lot of Andre Drummond. You know, he was drafted by the Pistons. I think he may have been only 18 when he was drafted or 19 at the most. He Back then, he was considered a lazy type player. You know, the Detroit fans pretty much ran a guy out of town. Uh, but he's matured. He really has. He has matured. His game has even gotten better. And you Laker fans, you, you'll be happy. You'll be happy. Once you see this guy play, you will like what you see for sure. So with that, L.A. sports fans, I'm going to leave it there. I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network again for putting on this particular show. And uh, don't forget, DraftKings.com if you want to place some wagers on these sporting events on the NCAA tournament that's going on. And again, 
Kudos to the USC Trojans and UCLA Bruins, two LA area teams. This is a LA centric show, and you've got two teams that's in Elite Eight. The Bruins were not even mentioned mentioned in this tournament when it started. They had to play a playing game against Michigan State just to get in, and they've been winning ever since. And then uh, USC, they're doing their thing with the with the Mobley Twins in there. So um, a lot of people are picking them to make the finals. So uh, you know, let's let's uh, show our support for uh, both of those schools in the LA area. And with that, lastly, again, I'd like to thank you all, you all fans, for listening to this show. Please make sure you subscribe, share it with your friends. Uh, I'm on every single platform that there is out there: Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, it's about five or six of them. Can't even think of them all off the top of my head, but. Uh, you'll find them all in whatever platform that you use to get your podcast. And with that, folks, until the next episode, peace. Hold up. Hey